You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for spending two hours with us on a Thursday morning here on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham. Father Randall Kazel is my co-host, and we're here at Father Kazel's Parish in Pine Island, Minnesota, the Church of St. Michael. And before we head into our next segment, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast. If you missed one of the daily shows, submit a prayer intention and see the latest cancellations and announcements that are coming with coronavirus precautions. Be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. Again, realpresenceradio.com. Again, this is Real Presence Live. Matt Wilkham, Father Randall Kazel, and we have... On the line, Mary Dahl, who is Director of Worship for the Diocese of Crookston. We're going to be talking about the beauty and importance of music in the liturgy. So it's such a powerful topic. Good morning, Mary Dahl. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Uh, good morning, and thank you for asking me to be on this morning. Well, thank you for, for your yes. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mary, first off? Well, I've been the director of the Office of Worship now for almost five years. Uh, came here to this area in October of 2015. Um, not my first rodeo here in this uh, diocese. I spent quite a bit of time in Wisconsin uh, for a while, but before that I actually was the music director for the Parish of St. Anthony's in Fargo, and then at St. Joe's in Moorhead. So uh, spent about a good five years of my life uh, learning about the people in this area of the country, and I loved being back. So, Well, thank you, Mary. This is Father Kazel. Uh, glad you're here with us on Real Presence Radio Live. Uh, so, Mary, you're the director of liturgy for the Diocese and Worship at the Diocese of Crookston. Can you tell us what makes you passionate about music and uh, song in the liturgy? Well, I have been involved with music ministry since, well, it's been a long time. Uh, <laughs> the mid-60s, actually, in the last wow. century. Um, I, uh, I began as, a, as many uh, in my age group as helping out with... Uh, playing for Mass on Sunday, because you were a piano student of an organ direct, uh, organ direct organist for a parish, and so subsequently you took organ lessons, and then you started uh, playing for Mass. Um, so I've been doing that quite a bit, and it's basically kind of part of my DNA anymore, where if I'm not doing it, I feel strange. Um, and... Uh, I don't so know, in other words, uh, without, without an anchor, I guess. Yeah, so it's easy I've to, uh... been uh, involved with that, started full-time in 1981, uh, working for parishes in Michigan, and then moving here to uh, the Diocese of Fargo, and then the Diocese of Crookston working. Um, but I've always been involved in working and ministering for, par- for parishes throughout my life. So without it, I really have, <laughs> have, no, I have no concept other than it seems I'm lost when I'm between 
between assignments. So, um, yeah, it music is you. very important in my life. It's also important for the church. I, I really feel a sense of longing to get back to, or or to continue journeying towards. I, you know, going back. We never go back, but journeying towards the new new way we're going to be able to sing in the liturgy once more. That'd be great. And it sounds that you, with extensive experience uh, in your background, Mary, that can you share a little bit more about what you have discovered in the adventure of sharing your gifts and your talents and how our Lord is having you be, you know, in a sense, an instrument to assist in worship. But what, what have you found uh, how music enhances the liturgy or complements the liturgical action of worship? Well, I can give you all kinds of chapter and verse from documents, um, but uh, and but I tried to in all of all of those documentations from oh, excuse me <clears throat> from uh, the Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy to Musicam Sacrum to uh, the instructions in the general in the Roman Missal. Um, all those have helped me develop and appreciate the role of music and how it is not just, I think someone just recently, one of my colleagues said it's constitutive of our worship, not just a, uh, a nice thing to have. Um, so it's, it's really painful for a lot of folks, I think right now, not to be able to, to join their voices together when we've, now come back to public masses, but I think in in some ways it's a growing of an appreciation of how integral it is that now that we are, I mean, most of our masses, it's, we when we've introduced it at the cathedral one, it's just been, I think this will be our third weekend, um, having uh, the public back at mass, um, but without having even instrumental music, it would be so so stark. And so we've been we've been trying to balance the fact that we can't sing, but we can still enter into worship through instrumental music um, and done well. Uh, in fact, I was looking through documents this morning and. I was very happy to see and sing to the Lord something that I really hadn't, you know, hadn't really focused on. But in paragraph 12, it talks about participation in the sacred liturgy must be internal in the sense that by it, the faithful join their mind to what they pronounce or hear and cooperate with heavenly grace. And that's right from uh, uh, the Constitution of Sacred Liturgy and the Musicam Sacram. And so that listening is, is so important for the assembly to understand that's how they are now participating actively, by listening. Um, and then the responses as well, you know, spoken as opposed to, to sung at this point, but that listening is still part of that active participation. Um, Absolutely. Uh, we're speaking with Mary Dahl this morning on Real Presence Live. 
Director of Worship for the Diocese of Crookston, about the beauty and importance of music in the liturgy. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Randall Kazel. And Mary, I couldn't agree with you more about the opportunity that, that the Church has right now to listen more deeply within the liturgy. Now that we can't sing as much as, as, we, as we once did, at least for a while now, and, uh, and into the foreseeable future. But uh, I know for myself, I'm the cantor for our televised Mass here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And it's been a, a great opportunity to showcase uh, the, the, what a cantor can do and how the people can, can actively listen, even when they're not able to be even physically present when, they're, when you're watching a televised Mass and you're hearing these words of, say, the propers or the responsorial psalm chanted, uh, sacred text wedded to sacred melody or tune. It's powerful marriage. It's a powerful marriage of those two. And, and it speaks, I think, to the fact that the liturgy is it's like God's love song to us. And we need to be able to first listen before we can respond. Is that right, Mary? Very much so. And to follow up on that, when we have our recorded Masses uh, from the cathedral here, um, that's one way that we have tried to instill in our parishioners at home, those that are worshiping from home, we actually provide them with an online worship aid with all of the music so that they can sing full-heartedly, robustly, however you want to say it, in their home, um, just so that they understand that singing still is part of our liturgy, and you know, and they can, if they don't wish to, they can just listen to the music as well, um, and that's fine. Uh, but it's we're able to do more that way because we don't have a, an assembly to worry about infecting, and we've been um, our cohort that does the recording mat recorded masses that. It's pretty stable. We haven't, you know, ventured out and uh, invited too many more people to be involved in that. So um, we've been able to kind of control the atmosphere, so to speak. But um, I think that that's one way that we've been able here to uh, keep that tie. That yes, at, when you come to mass in person, you may be just working on your listening skills and, and, and that sort of thing. But then at home, if you're tuning into a recorded Mass, or if you're, if you're someone who can't get out um, at all because of your age or uh, circumstance, um, that beauty is still there. And those, those uh, as you say, those sacred words wedded to sacred tunes um, are still there for richness and for uh, adding adding spirituality and adding your uh, deep soul connection with the voice of God. Um, music that's even instrumental uh, doesn't have to have words. It touches you deeper than, than sometimes words can. That's so, that's so true, Mary. Uh, Music is powerful, even with an instrumental 
Uh, I'm thinking of uh, something that happened recently. I've, my kids and I, we've been watching the Ken Burns Civil War series. And the tune, the main tune of that uh, is just so haunting. And my son, he plays violin as well. He's about 10, 11 years old. And I found this music online, and he's now learning it on the violin. And it almost brings me to tears. You know, whether it's within the liturgy or outside, if it's a non-liturgical song, music is powerful. And so this is a a very important topic, especially for the liturgy, uh, because we have to get the music right. Uh, And uh, so we're speaking with Mary Dahl, Director of Worship, Diocese of Crookston. Uh, We'll be speaking more about this. On the other side here, we're going to be talking about how to encourage the faithful to participate in Mass with singing being suspended right now during the COVID-19 precautions. We'll touch on that. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Randall Kazel. More next on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. I chose Mount Marty over at State School because of the small classroom sizes and because of the small faculty to student ratio. I want to be able to develop a relationship with my professors and not just be a number on the wall. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. You can really develop relationships with your professors and Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. We fast forward to college, went to Brookings, South Dakota State University. Uh, I was dating a young, young lady at that time and that's when I started seeing the writing on the wall. And I don't know if, 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 if you guys have ever had this experience of just being so in love with the Lord in prayer that you make these wild statements such as, Lord, I'll, I'll give you anything. I'll even break up with my girlfriend if you want me to follow you in a different way. And then immediately I regretted it because I knew he'd hold his end of the deal. So from that moment on, the poll was like, yeah, I do want you. Would you Would you give me everything, Mark? And I wanted to, but at the same time I didn't want to because I, I didn't want to give up what I thought was my, was going to make me happy through marriage. And that just eventually through good spiritual direction helped me to discern, you know, when the Lord was pulling my heart in a period of peace and prayer and attracting me to uh, the call that he had for me. If if he's calling me to something, he's not going to make me miserable and I don't need to fear. And so that led to the tough decision to break up and then eventually join the seminary. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And this is Father Randall Kiesel here with Matt Wilkham at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. Uh, Glad to have RPR broadcast live from Pine Island, Minnesota, and our parish. We have the Director of Worship for the Diocese of Crookston, Mary Dahl, with us this morning on the line, Mary, being with us this morning. And, uh, Good morning. Mary, 
<laughs> and we were just talking about uh, music and the liturgy and how singing is so limited at this time uh, due to the virus and wanting to prevent the spread of the virus. Uh, but I was thinking at, over the break how our Lord uh, wills to bring good out of all of our trials. And certainly for many, as you mentioned before the break, that it, it is a trial for our faithful to limit their singing or to not sing even. And can you share with us any good that you may foresee our Lord bring out of this limitation right now that as we open up a little more in worship, we hope uh, that some good may come from our sacrifice right now. Of course. Um, one of the biggest things, there's the, the most eye-opening that I've experienced is how much more conversation and discussion and sharing is taking place among not just people in my position or even among pastoral musicians in a parish, but across parish lines, across diocesan lines, um, the conversations between bishops, the conversations between directors of offices of worship, um, the connections being made to to national organizations, you know, the and and the height of cooperation that there seems to be a collaboration or a willingness to collaborate and do the best we can, um, whether it's civilly or in the in religious institutions, how we can work together so that we're attacking this virus as a community. And it just that to me seems to be so Catholic. <laughs> like, well yeah, this is this is what it means to truly live out your the mandate of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um and that whole idea of what well, how are people going to react to wearing a mask or having to wear a mask at church. Well, you present it to that it's not so much for you. You're doing this for the other. Um, you're doing this to protect, to make others feel comfortable. That little bit of discomfort you may have by wearing one um, when you come to Mass. You know, it's like, offer it up. That's what my mom would always say. <laughs> offer it up. Um, it might be, you know, discomforting to you personally, but you're not doing it for you. Um, well, you are, but, you know, get out of yourself and realize that this, this uh, we're learning so much more every day, it seems. The, we're discovering more and more about how this virus works. And the more we learn, the more we'll be able to adjust our practices to, to you know, to accommodate so that we are not exacerbating the problem, but we're working with it as opposed to, or, you know, as opposed to being at its mercy, we can, we can say, okay, this is what we've studied so far. This is where we're going. And, you know, um, 
there's been even more discussion about, well, if we sing softly, isn't that the same as speaking when you're wearing a mask? So, well, you know, the discussions keep going on, and I think that is a sign of the Holy Spirit moving us together to, uh, you know, whatever is out there, that new that new horizon that we're, we're all on a journey to. Um, it'd be nice if we had a, you know, uh, a step-by-step, you know, okay, this, this day we're going to do this and this and this. Um, it's more like a river as opposed to a highway. So, but that's where I'm seeing the good in this is, is so much more openness, talking to each other, sharing um, and and opening up minds to uh, different ways of doing music during mass. You know, saying doing the antiphons as opposed to hymns, doing the or or in a combination of you know adding to your repertoire instead of saying, well, we're just eliminating your repertoire. No, you're adding to it. You know, you're there's another side or another style or another way. Um, and it's all good and should be among our treasures. And so it's like bringing, bringing forth the old and the new together. Um, Absolutely. That's the good uh, I see. Yeah. I mean, I, I think of my own experience, Mary, about uh, before I moved back up north here, where my family is from, we were in, we were in Omaha. And for about a year, we were blessed to participate in the Anglican Ordinariate Parish there in Omaha, and that's where I was really introduced to the antiphons that you mentioned. Uh, but not only did they do that, they did the hymns on top of that. And so I think it's something that is sometimes called stacking, where you do the yeah. antiphons and, and then a hymn, and, and also the gradual, in addition to the uh, responsorial psalm. And, and you, do, you just do everything, and uh, it's, it's beautiful. And so I feel like I was kind of prepared for this moment uh, in, in heading up this TV mass for our particular diocese. Uh, and, uh, but then also other folks, I think, have been able to be exposed more to those antiphons and, and different ways of doing music that are, are easier for a cantor, perhaps, in this time when we don't have the ability to, to have choirs. But there's something powerful about a, a single voice still. And uh, and in also getting the music right, very important. You know, you look at other other uh, in- institutions, other means of communication, like say, for example, the movies. They always get the music right, always, and because music is so important. Uh, and uh, so it's something that is definitely, I think, the church is being formed and purified even in a way that uh, our Lord is using this, as Father Kazel, you alluded to, uh, taking a, a very difficult situation and bringing some good out of it, as God specializes in doing. Is that right, Father? That's right. I think this is an opportunity for us to reflect upon what we do and why we do it, uh, and reflect upon the interior part, because contemplating our Lord, reflecting with Him, and the asking of Him the purposes, or be renewed in our purposes for worship, our purposes for singing. Uh, it, it can deepen our understanding of friendship with our Lord, belief in Him, and, and the expression of faith and love for Him that is at the heart of our gathering to worship Him uh, in the Holy Mass. So, yeah, exactly. So, th- there is a marvelous opportunity we have here uh, to be even more fruitful as we go forward. 
We're speaking with Mary Dahl this morning, who is the Director of Worship for the Diocese of Crookston. There's just a couple minutes here left, Mary. Uh, any final thoughts or reflections about music in the liturgy, uh, its importance? How are we to go forward in this time of uncertainty and in the aftermath, hopefully the aftermath now of this pandemic as it's I think it's I think it's on its downward trajectory, at least in this country, but we're still seeing it expand in other parts of the world. So these restrictions may be with us for a while. What's, what's the best advice you can give Mary Dahl to people who are maybe hesitant to, to go back to church because of perhaps the evidence that's out there regarding singing and spreading the virus uh, or, or, or the other restrictions that a parish, I know we mentioned masks, but other restrictions at a parish that they might uh, an, individ- an individual parish might impose or request of their parishioners in this time? I think we need to just hang on to the fact that our faith calls us and God calls us and Christ calls us to always remain in hope, to embrace hope. We have... We can despair that, oh my gosh, we have this virus, and what are we going to do? But to always have that deeper sense that Christ is walking with us through this, the Holy Spirit is guiding us, God the Father is protecting us, uh, no no matter what our circumstances, whether we're ill or whether we're healthy, but but that sense of hope and that sense of of being together... um, Cross it, it, there's, there are no walls. Uh, we have the internet now. We have, we've always had radio and television. Well, not always, but in my lifetime. <laughs> um, so I, being able to really connect with people and remember to connect with folks. So that hope. Fantastic. Mary Dahl from the Diocese of Crookston, Office of. Divine Worship, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live, and may God bless you and your ministry and, and all the people in the parishes of the Diocese of, of Crookston and, uh, and just uh, know of our prayers for you and your work. Thank you very much, and blessings upon your work as well, and, and thanks to Matthew for having me on. Oh, our pleasure. God bless you, Mary. Thank you. Matt Wilkham along with Father Randall Kazel. It's Real Presence Live on a Thursday morning. I got it right this time. Yep. <laughs> Several once in a while. I'm like, what day is it again? <laughs> and it's just uh, almost the bottom of the hour, which means we've got to uh, take a quick break. But up next, we'll discuss how family prayer led one priest led to one priest's vocation. And that's next with Real Presence Live when we continue on the other side. Don't miss it. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.